This is Casual Babble. Hello, you beautiful individual. Welcome to the show. This is BC Babbles, and you're joining me for our next episode of Casual Babble, delving into the culture of the young professional. I'm joined today by a pretty awesome guy out of the Statesville area, Mr. Justin Kazepis. How are you doing, man? Babs, great to see you, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate being reached out to. I was really excited to see the name when it popped up in my inbox a few weeks back and uh getting to talk to you and your team a little bit a couple weeks ago was it uh just to kind of gauge and see what you're looking into um on your end of the professional spectrum i was i had to get you into the studio or some version of the studio anyway i appreciate it. love technology right how we can connect <laughs> as if we're in the room together and conversate and and just live life together it's pretty cool exactly exactly so how's your week been treating you so far we're halfway through or on the 19th as of this recording date um, how are things shaping up for you uh, up there in Statesville? It's good. So, yeah, we, we kind of go back and forth. Yeah, Wednesday. So it's like middle of the week. You try to remember like where you're at, right? Like it's toward the end of the day. The sun is peaking and it's, it's getting hot out, right? So you factor that into your day. Right. We run back and forth between Statesville and Cornelius uh, pretty significantly. Like really the whole lake is, is really where our model's at mm-hmm. that we cover. So some days I'm in Statesville, some days I'm in Cornelius, and some days I'm everywhere in between. So it's pretty good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I forgot you're you're closer to my hometown uh, instead of Statesville. Uh, well, it's great to hop on with you yes, today. Sir. We definitely have a good bit of background to go through regarding kind of you and your professional journey. You've been, uh, you've had a pretty awesome arc so far, and you've definitely got some pretty new, exciting stuff happening more recently, which we will jump into pretty soon. But uh, hopping on to your journey so far, uh, you've spent uh, uh, Thus far, most of your professional journey as an attorney overseeing kind of the legal aspect of the real estate spectrum. Talk about what drew you into that part of the real estate sphere and what um, kind of goals, ambitions um, you sought to delve into and, and wow, no caffeine today. And how you how you jump jump into that, that well. let's Yeah, let's let's go from there. Yeah, how did you get drawn into the legal side well, of real estate? Well, first off, this is what you need to get on. You need to get on the kombucha. You know what I mean? Get on that kombucha. I like hum. This is really good flavor of kombucha. My wife drinks this other random one that just does not taste good. I won't knock that name. I'm not about that life. But <laughs> hum is the brand I roll with. Uh, so so grew up in the Charlotte Lake Norman area. Went to App State. Majored in broadcasting. Had a great yes, time on radio. Made a lot of great friends. Lifelong friends that still uh, I get to work with now. Very blessed to be able to do that. Got out of App State. Found this girl that agreed to marry me. And I quickly realized there was no money in being a DJ, right? Mm. Like overnights, like, you know, midnight to 6 a.m., there's just no money. And I'm like, well, this girl said yes, so I got to do something. So I got into the family business of real estate, and I became a real estate broker, a North Carolina broker in 2012. Uh, Shortly thereafter, decided to go to law school. Always just been a really good arguer, I guess, and and my parents pretty much encouraged me to do that. So I went to Charlotte Law. Uh, After graduating in 2015, I opened up my own law practice in 2016, 
which uh, then I subsequently exited in 2021. But it's always been real estate on my most professional level after college. Uh, just something about it, right? Like it's a generational wealth tool. Mm -hmm. I understand it because I grew up in it and just love the potential. Everything's different. Every property is unique. You know, I get bored easily, Babs. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I just do. And so uh, real estate kind of, you know, sparks that itch for me. It's probably that broadcasting nature. We can't sit still for too long. Otherwise, everything just becomes stagnant, like flat lines out. And we can't we can't have that. Not in our lives. Not enough. I've got our... a box. I've got a box of fidget spinners in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you talked about that before. I have only gotten one in my life, and it was like a like a bougie, like gold one. Probably not real gold. Definitely not real gold. But um, <laughs> I, I unearthed from a couple of boxes actually uh, about a week ago, and I have been playing with it on and off. I'm like, damn, you know, I definitely have undiagnosed ADHD. I should go to the doctor at some point. But for now, we're functioning, so that's all that matters. I'm convinced everybody has ADHD, right? It's just we have different levels of mm -hmm. it. So, some are just more than others, but we've all got it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and if you go for a broadcast uh, uh, major like you and I did, it's probably on the higher end of that spectrum, 100%. <laughs> I actually had to get into the I had to get into the practice of bringing a notebook with me everywhere I went because if I didn't jot one point from every line down, something's getting missed. Some some project's not going to be done right, and it's just. It's the nature I've accepted about myself. So, you know, we grow as we can. But yeah, I, I recall we talked about our time on App State and um, 90.5 being on there while we were active. But you were there before they switched everything over from, was it uh, walk, was it from Walker to the Beasley Station? Or Way, what was it Hall. Way, Way Hall. Way Hall. It was 20, I think 12 is when it moved over, and I graduated December of 2011. Uh, so you, you got to experience it. the beautiful Beasley broadcast facility. It was all they talked about like our last year. Oh, this new facility is going to be amazing. It's going to have TV. It's going to have all this stuff. And I didn't get to experience it at all. So thanks um, a lot. I appreciate the wound. It's not too soon or anything. Thanks, though. I appreciate it. Uh, I didn't mean to open a fresh wound. Did you ever, like, swing back up for either kind of, like, an alumni week or anything like that just to see kind of what could have been? I feel like I'm driving that dagger even deeper. But, you know, just 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 to see what, what the big talk was all about. Yeah, it was cool to uh, – I think it was, what, a year or two ago was the 50-year celebration of WASU? Yeah, last year. And yeah, and so I went up there where they had a whole event um, at um, Kid Brewer Stadium. It was really fun. It was very elegant. It was great to go see Beasley and tour, see a lot of old friends from back mm. in the day, it's hear what they're doing and, and hang out with them a bit. Great facility. I absolutely love it. I had plans to go. The best I did for Dan was I just recorded – because they asked a number of us to, like, record – some kind of sweeper for the station that they played. That's the most I did. I ended up not going up there because my work at the time was insane. But I kind of hate now that I, I missed out on that. So you have that that I don't. So there, I think oh, that's well, a good trade-off yeah. there. You, I'll <laughs> keep that one in my back pocket, Babs. <laughs> Keeping that one. So you've been in uh, you've been in the real estate sphere for North Carolina for a handful of years now. But then you eventually uh, transitioned yourself into the podcasting sphere. So you have your show, Today's Real Talk. So tell me about, was it kind of common questions you experienced as a broker between you and clients? Was it um, particular uh, pitfalls or uh, pain points within the real estate sphere that in, uh, encouraged you and uh, inspired you to facilitate this platform where you're providing these tips and advice? So what was it that kind of had you transition or add that new avenue onto your workload? Yeah, whenever you have a business, you've got to really have a brand, 
And so something I realized quickly from a marketing perspective is how can I brand myself, the firm, in a way that's unique in the marketplace? And in real estate, education is so key. Really in life, 100%. education is key, right? Yeah. Like I'm a lifelong student no matter what. Uh, you, you rarely find me in a classroom anymore, I'll say that, but uh, in general with life experiences. So I realized I have to do something unique. And really what I enjoy doing is talking with people, right? Sitting down yeah. like this, having conversations, hearing people tell cool stories. So ultimately we created the podcast. It was about 2017, 2018 timeframe. We came up with this idea of just sitting down, having cool conversations with cool people. And it became this almost lead generation marketing tool for the law yeah. firm. So I was able to practice broadcasting, but utilize it in my private business. Mm -hmm. Now as a broadcast major, and this is and this question might be a bit more subjective from my standpoint, did you well, no, you mentioned that you got you got overnight opportunity, but did you find that it was a, a better creative outlet as a, with the kind of the mind of a broadcaster that you have hopping into the podcasting sphere? Like you got, you're getting so much more out of it than you probably would have trying to stay on broadcast or at least at the time overnight radio. Yeah, I'm, I've got an entrepreneurial spirit and that comes mm -hmm. mostly from my dad and that's kind of what I grew up with, right? A lot of different business opportunities. And so I don't, I don't look at the world in like a single line. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that we can have many paths to have success that we don't have to follow this singular track. And so for me, it was an opportunity to just do what I love of broadcasting mixed in what else I loved of real estate. And so thinking through, okay, do I go just pure broadcasting or do I go into something else? I, I said, well, why do I have to be limited to one? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we use that term podcasting now because that's the mainstream term. But really what we're talking about is on-demand content. That's mm -hmm. really what we're talking about when we think of podcasting. And podcasting has evolved. Look, we're doing video in addition to audio. Right. right? And for us uh, at our time at App, podcasting was like this kind of new thing. You Very, know, like, it, like yeah. it, it's there's so many people doing it now, but call it five, ten years ago. There wasn't a lot of people doing podcasting. It mm -hmm. really just kind of blew up almost overnight one one day. And so now you've got so many people creating content and calling it a podcast when really what we're just talking about is digital content. Exactly, exactly. And that brings me to the fact that you have a really awesome venture recently uh, new into your life. And you've hopped on as the owner of WSIC in Statesville. Yeah, that uh, that that I didn't plan, by the way. I want to tell you, I didn't plan this, Babs. I didn't pick this life. Uh, this one kind of just worked out nicely. Um, yeah, so after I sold the law firm in 2021, I, I started up going back to radio, right? Taking our show, Today's Real Talk, taking it from podcast to radio, pitching it to stations. We were syndicating on multiple stations. And I go up to try to add one more that we're on, and it's in Statesville. It's WSIC. I meet with the then owner, Mark Sanger, mm -hmm. and I start pitching him the show. And I say, hey, love that, you know, it's local, it's good content, you know, I'm knowledgeable, ask me anything. Let's get callers in, let's engage. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And we start talking about business, we start talking about faith. And then all of a sudden, he starts pitching me on buying the station. And I'm like, well, wait a second. At one moment, I realized like uh, this, this, this script has flipped on me. It's and a bit I don't of a left turn there, right sir. Now. Right. Oh my gosh. So that was mid February this year in 2023. And then, so we had a purchase agreement executed by April 1st, which is very fast in the media world, as far as when you're talking about transfer of license. And then the FCC gave final approval July 3rd. So it is official government looked in my background and said, he's not too crazy. He's crazy, but he's not that crazy. Right. And uh, so now the FCC has approved the license transfer. 
So 16 days officially into the role as of this recording session today. What was it like, though, bringing that uh, news home, though? Like, you went in just to talk about syndicating the show, and now you get to come home and be like, yo, babes, uh, I was offered to buy a station. Um, what was that conversation yeah. like? <laughs> you make it sound so good. I should have used your way of telling about it. Oh, God, how did you go about it? You know, I, I came home and I and I said, and I think it was actually probably pre. I said, I said, babe, I just want you to know this just feels different. I don't know what's about to happen. I, I don't know why. It's like that tingle in the spine, like my spidey senses were going off. Yeah. And I was like, look, this just feels different. And then when I came home, I said, look, I told you it kind of felt different. I think we need to buy this radio station. And she was like, okay. She said, why do this? And this this is her response. No, no, no. It wasn't that simple, Babs. It wasn't that simple. Oh, okay. She looks at me. Why did I? Why did I marry you? That's 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 usually what I get, and this is ten years. Like she's been my wife for ten years, put up with a lot of stuff, and so uh, you know, I, after a breathing session, she said we need to talk about this later. You know, our four-year-old and two-year-old are probably yeah. off doing something crazy. Yeah, and then uh, it just went from there. Dang, that's so crazy. So how long did so you that the that left turn in the conversation is presented to you in February, and then what did those talks look like from there? What is that? What does that even? even pre-transition into you officially taking on that mantle, what does that discussion train look like? Like logistically, how does that kind of happen? Yeah, there, there's a lot of moving parts, right? And radio is no exception to that. Right. It's not as simple as just walking in, you know, and you know that even podcasting, you don't just come in behind the microphone and turn it on and then talk. That's just not the way it works. Yeah, so I wish. <laughs> I've gotten a pretty big cat, yeah, crash course in engineering at this point, even yeah. the way radio frequencies work and engineer maps and then all these other tools and it's software and, you know, you've got AM versus FM and, and there's a lot to that. But the core principle of any business, Babs, and you you know this already and every person who's thinking about running or starting a business and maybe already in one or thinking about it the numbers are what matters mm -hmm. right like at the end of the day your numbers matter whether that's your your metrics of viewership listeners whether that's your distribution and your reach or whether that's the revenues and mm -hmm. radio is no different than that the, all of those numbers come into play and I would say that principle stands for any business regardless whether you're buying a tanning salon or you're buying you know a hundred stations portfolio it doesn't matter uh, numbers numbers are the game I 100% agree and it's it's always you know you have to determine at some point when you maybe need to let go of the optimism a little bit to focus more in on the practicality which is a tough pill to swallow and for me with my with my consultancy which is still kind of in the ground up building stages you know uh, and enduring these beautiful, you know, pain points of, of being an LLC owner, you know, it's it's like you're, the questions going back and forth between practicality and optimism are pretty consistent, and sometimes that can be tiring, but, you know, if the numbers are good, you know, that kind of gives you a bit of peace of mind, like, okay, this is working, this is a decent investment, we should see where this goes. Yeah, and, and the numbers that you look at on paper practically don't always shake out exactly the same because mm -hmm. I've now gone through two business transitions, one from the seller side and now one from the buyer side. Naturally, there is this X factor of the relationship the owner has with particular people and mm -hmm. particular partners. And so that is always that X factor. How is the market gonna react to a change? We see that with major companies, right? When a new CEO is announced or new COO right. or, or any type of executive or board or anything like that, 
the power of relationship mm. is so key in everyday life. And so how have you found, um, or what stratagems have you put in place to uh, take these rapports that the previous owner had with those people and kind of commandeered that, transition that over to yourself? How have you gone about uh, forming those rapports for yourself? Something I really loved uh, when I first got introduced to WSIC was just how local it is. And, and it's got national programming. We still carry some. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was on the chopping block a couple of weeks ago, Babs, because day one I come in and I cut Sean Hannity from the lineup. Like this oh, dude's been yeah. on the station for 18 years and day one I cut him. But because we cut them, we wanted to focus on local. So, I mean, our lineup is so unique. And that's where it's not just me, right? There's a team behind it. There's also a, a slew of hosts. We do right. more local content, I think, than any station because, you know, we've got everyone from Iredell County Sheriff does a show. We've got multiple mayors that do a show. State representatives do a show. We've got local nonprofits that do a show. We've got this Monday through Friday swap shop show where you can literally, Babs, you want to sell something? You find something in your garage you want to sell? You call the home ad show you talk the to home Pat ad Shane, show yes been doing this yeah 50 years he's been hosting this show and and you can just come on in and call in and just sell anything you want and so it's things like that and then you get into community events and then you yeah. get into uh yesterday there was a escaped convict from the caldwell county penitentiary mm -hmm. or uh, prison system and so we all of a sudden helicopters are flying around iredale county we're getting callers and hey there's helicopters going on what's going on i'm on the phone with the sheriff sheriff what's happening we put the info on facebook and then we distribute it over the air it's such a hyper local community mm -hmm. and i think that's really for future success for anybody Focus on your local community. Yeah, absolutely. And when you inherited that, though, and you and you found that there's this incredible tie into the community, to the locality of news and activity going on, was it more, did you feel more kind of nerves in trying to now take care of this new baby that you had or more excitement in what the prospects of advancing from here with the community would be? Yeah, and I don't think there's one right answer for people like that gut feeling people get on. I'm a butterflies guy, right? Like if I, if I don't have the butterflies and like feel like it's nervous, then yeah. I, I then something's off. So for me, like every day, I have some little butterfly effect in my gut telling me something might happen today. I don't know what it is, and so that <laughs> makes me nervous. But that is definitely part of that experience. Yeah, and a lot of times, and you know this, producing content as much as you do, it's the ones that like I feel like we're not good at all that everyone reacts oh that's the that was so good that was so great and in my mind i'm like no that was that was trash like that wasn't right. planned i didn't hit the mark <laughs> i didn't hit the time you know what i mean and it's like but that's that just shows you like just because internally we perceive it one way doesn't mean that that's how everyone else is going to feel about it. exactly we're always our own worst critic which if when you get into either content creation or business ownership i think that becomes the most prevalent element uh, in your life, especially when you're going over the numbers, going over your relations and like making sure things are sustainable and feasible. Um, but I'm really, I'm really happy for you and the fact that you've gotten to, that you've gotten to inherit this awesome platform, this awesome space up there, uh, in Statesville. I can't wait to see what you do with WSIC, but this brings me to an interesting point though. So you've now kind of, you're, you're still, so you're balancing now broadcast radio and podcasting. So, and a lot yeah. of people would say that the latter is trying to kind of overtake and remove the former or that there's this kind of dissonance between the two spheres of podcasting and broadcast radio. But from your perspective, 
how are you seeing that relationship? That's a great question, Babs. Uh, I, I think that COVID, in addition to changing just the entire world as we know it, it changed the way specifically how we digest content. And I think short form is now king. Yeah. The metrics show it. The data shows it. Short form clips, you know, 30 to 60 seconds dominates the scene. But in reality, they're all funnels. Mm -hmm. Long form content, short form content, all these companies, all these people, all everyone wants they want to do is bring you into their house. Yeah. And so short form content and podcasting digital on demand content is what people want. So yeah. I see radio as a particular medium, a particular funnel. Podcasting's another one. Short form digital clips are another one. TV's another funnel. Mailers are a different funnel. Business cards, that's another funnel. They're mm -hmm. all just individual funnels. And so I'm grateful that my mindset isn't just, well, we've got to be just radio. Like yeah. we're podcasting everything we do now. We video live stream every local show we do now. You have to have this multifaceted approach to really be successful and be ahead of the curve as it continues to show. Yeah, awesome. That's I, like... I'm still trying to wrap my head around all the everything that you're doing right now with the ownership, with the podcasting, and coming from your your real estate background. And I'm I'm just trying to be like, how do you handle having that much on your plate? That's a big plate. That's a lot of activity on your plate. So what do you do to kind of do you take like step backs every now and then? Do you like what do you do to kind of make sure that you are not burnt out by all this? Yeah, there, there's two things. Best two pieces of advice I can give you, and this and a dollar seven gets you a cup of coffee. So don't so don't take it too seriously. Number one is pray. I don't yeah. know what what you believe personally, but me, I thank the Lord, thank thank Jesus for every day of my life, and that that's the number one I'm gonna do. The second is I ask for a lot of forgiveness from my wife. I ask for a <laughs> lot of forgiveness uh, because there's some crazy idea that's gonna come home, and she's like, "What is it today?" And thankfully, she still sticks with me and puts up with me. I yeah. love you, babe. I love you. So there we go. That's it. <laughs> you might just have to work on how you phrase the news. Um, that might help you out in the future. Is my is my immediate thought. It might be just the framing yeah, of I the... I got to work on it, man. <laughs> like, My like approach if, is terrible, dude. My if approach you, is terrible. If I'm you were to tweet to that, that headline you gave her back in February, you may not have had to ask for quite as much forgiveness. But I understand where you're coming from 100%. It's tough, though, man. Sometimes it's fun to mess with her, though. You know, you got to mess with your spouse a little bit, your significant other. You got to play, hey, babe, do you want to go to Turkestan tomorrow? And like, is Turkestan <laughs> even really a real country? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But, you know, we're going to find out together. But you're also thinking like, well, she said yes to me. So there's got to be some wiggle room here. I got to be able to get away with something every now and then. Yeah, she she's stuck with me. That's the way. She, I, that's what I tell people. She, she's stuck with me. So aside from all the success, all the new avenues, and all the progress you've seen and gotten to experience thus far in your career, have you reached points of, of burnout or have you been at any point kind of heavily hit with, I like to talk a lot about uh, imposter syndrome on the show. Uh, have you hit those kind of blocks before? I probably reach burnout every day. I get home and, you know, I've got a four-year-old son and I've got a two-year-old daughter. So what I'm trying to do is be present in their life in addition to things, right? Because there is work-life balance and we talk about that, right? As millennials, we talk about that kind of stuff all the time that right. we want it. But how do you live that out in your everyday life? So when I get home and my kid wants to sword fight, my four-year-old son, Noah, he loves sword fighting. Like that's his number one thing. I get home, toss the swords at my feet. Let's go, daddy. Let's get it. And I'm like, 
I'm a little tired. I'm a little, my brain isn't there. Right. Now, sometimes he'll let me just kind of stand there and he'll just whack me with it. And that works. But so I'm trying to be present even in their life in a day. So I feel burnout every day. I mean, but it's also then the recharging because yeah. when you're called to a purpose, when you believe in what you're doing against all odds, right? You've got to be willing to step out in faith and you've got to be willing to give it a shot. Shoot or shoot. And I would rather take 100 shots and miss 99 than never take one. Without giving away too many of your secrets, what are you, what plans do you have? What are you, what does that horizon Babs, look like for WSIC? Babs, Babs, <laughs> come on now. I said no, without giving uh, too, I'm pretty too many. transparent too. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's okay because I also believe like you could have the exact playbook and put it in front of anybody. And again, 99.9% .9 of people will just let that book collect dust. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe like in the whole dogma and stigma of we've got to keep everything close to the vest otherwise everybody else is going to do it mm -hmm. i i love the free market i love the concept of competition because yeah. it makes us all better and if you're not really willing to play the game like don't hate the player hate the game right then step out of the game and go do something else you know sure. if you can find a way to retire and go off to fiji and be there every day and not have to play the game good for you you know what i mean that's cool so for me i don't really like hot shy away from conversations again we're going hyper local like right. like i want us to be physically visually audioly that's probably not even a word present in every single aspect yes. of our coverage area because people matter Really, this is life is about people because we only have 24 hours in a day. You and I mm. have the same 24 hours in a day, Babs, and I can't change that. You can't right. change that. Nobody can change that. So I want to live every day to the fullest, and I want to expand our reach and our opportunity and the relationships we've got in the community better than anybody else that's ever played the game. Right. And so, how do you and how and for people who are going to be watching this, how do you plan on? getting that engagement like what avenues are you looking into what ways are you looking to kind of bring in more awareness uh more activity into your area what is wsic going to be doing to reach out for those things yeah and you've, you've had an awesome chance to meet richard shannon and, and i'm so blessed to have met him i didn't find him he was already with the station and he and i have just connected so well he's our, our kind of digital community manager and really listening to what people are looking for right like we have an opportunity that People will just tell us things. They'll just say, hey, I really would love to hear about this or I'd love to see that. I mean, that, that you talk about this is this is data that companies pay millions upon millions of dollars for every year in like surveys and that kind of right. stuff. Like when you get that random target survey, tell us about your experience as a news broadcast platform. People just feed it to us for mm -hmm. free. We don't even have to go searching for it. And you get enough people saying the same thing over and over again. There's something to it. And so our ability to listen becomes very, very important in that equation. And we want yeah. to listen to the community. So that's really the answer is we've got to be willing to adapt. Right. It can't be just a one set mind. You've got to be able to pivot, change, alter, go farther, go deeper. Really, what is the community want is what we want to give them. Has there been any kind of pivot or a change of direction recently that uh, provided a bit more of a challenge than you expected it to? 
Um, you know, the Hannity, the Sean Hannity chopping was a big one for us. Um, just locally, a lot of trolls came out at that point on social sure. media and then they started poking, but I told Richard, I said, look, my favorite account on Twitter is Wendy's. I said, go Wendy's on them, baby. Get back at them. Start poking them back, you know, get, have fun with it. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm not going to shy away from that because people are like, say things on social media. Like they're never going to say it to your face, right? Like it's just not, it's just the way of the world. It is what it is. It's become it's like this, keyboard courage, this yeah. almost cesspool sometimes, but. Yeah, and but there's a lot of great people out there too, and there's a lot of people I think in the community, right? Charlotte in particular, Lake Norman area has had such growth, and so mm. like there's even this real estate concept right now of, okay, no more growth. Like there are literally movements attempting to come about where these municipalities aren't approving projects because they're afraid they're going to get voted out of office. Like so, it's influence elections at this point on a local oh, level. Man. So uh, again, just kind of moving through the motions and you may miss the mark. It, there was something, that's funny, Mark. So Mark Sanger, who was the previous owner of WSSC, one of the first uh, pieces of advice he gave me, he said, do you know rule number two? And I said, no. He said, uh, okay, rule number two is you don't believe what people say about you, whether the good or the bad. And so I really am trying to stay focused on that. Like some things are just fun. Like I enjoy my job. I am very grateful for my life and my job that I get to do. How many people get to sit behind a microphone, Babs, and talk every day, right? Like it's a pretty cool gig. But then at the same time, there's a lot of hate out there for, well, why are you talking about that? Or I can't believe you didn't talk about this. Or why are you letting this side do that? Or that side said this. And in the news journalism world, right, which funny enough was one of my worst classes at App State, uh, that's now what I'm in. And so I've got to be surrounded by that all day. So it's really keeping that perspective that, you know, life's short, enjoy it, shoot your shot, and let's keep going. 100%. Now, if you were to hit up with any other entrepreneurs, young trailblazers who are trying to ascend through similar ranks as you have, what kind of, what would, what would be the, like, the three big points, if only three, you'd give them in regarding to preparation, kind of foresight, or just kind of knowing that the move that they want to make is the right move for them? Yeah, I'd go two fact. Well, uh, two to three. One is overarching. The the, the lifelong student mantra, right? Like that's got to be like an overarching mm. pillar of your life. If you're not willing to learn new things, like it's not going to go very far. Yeah. But as far as specific, like two subcategories, I would put into that. You got to surround your people you can trust. Trust is so hard to find now, and I'm so grateful that the friends from App State, some other lifelong friends that I grew up with here uh, in the Lake Norman area. I get to work with them now. Like we, yeah. I came to them. I said, "Look, we're, we're it's time to get in the game. The NFL's calling. We're getting called up. Let's do this." And so, I've been very grateful, very blessed to be able to do this with some friends. And and so, like my best friend literally runs the board. He's the full time producer at our Cornelius location. And so, I get to hang out with him every day. One of my other best friends is going to be running that Statesville location here shortly. Uh, so, really, just surrounding your people that you trust. But there's a second layer to that, and that's surrounding you yourself with people who are smarter than you. Mm. I am always looking for who knows more than me, and how do I get to some time to spend with them? That's what yeah. I want to do is sit down with people who know more, have more knowledge, have more experience, and can teach me and are willing to teach me. Even if they're not willing to teach me, I still go and bug them, right? Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, it's like, look, you've got all this knowledge. I don't think it's fair you're keeping it to yourself. How about you share some of that? And yeah. so uh, finding good people that you can trust and that you can learn from, that's the two best pieces of advice I can give. So from here, what would you say are the best ways people can go about engaging? Well, I guess a better question is kind of right now on your plate, what is the what are the most active elements? So are you uh, 
in regards to anywhere from real estate to your podcast to WSIC? How can people get a hold of you and why should people reach out to you and engage with you from here? Yeah, the best place probably to do it just generically is WSICnews.com, right? Because that's, that's obviously the bit the brand now at this point. Even today's Real Talk, we're folding into WSIC. We're working on the agreements with our affiliates on the show because it's syndicated and trying to work through what that looks like to make sure you know we give them the right love because we're grateful for all the, the affiliates we've got. And so um, WSICnews.com is going to be the best place to contact me. But the daily plate uh, is shifting. Um, so I did start a morning show. So I do a Monday through Friday morning show for from 7 to 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, we call it Good Morning LKN, so anybody can check that out. We video stream every single day, uh, WSICnews.com. And also then through the day, it, we check in with the other department heads. I try to make it real intentional of empowering people on the team. I don't like being a micromanager. I want to know the system better than any of them and help sure. understand what the system is. But once that system's in place, I want I want our people to be able to run with the ball. I want to I want to utilize their talents and gifts and let them enjoy culture and companies, right? Is so important. So 100%. important. So I try to just be as kind uh, and as and as and as authentic as I possibly can, because again, we all go home at the end of the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. Even though we're texting, communicating all 24 hours a day, it seems like now, we, there's more to life than working, and so trying to find that balance. But culture is just so important. So a lot of my time then after the show is spent on culture, maintaining relationships. Um, and I don't get everything done in a day. I've also had to accept that, and that even comes back from the law firm days. You're never going to check 100% of the items off your list. If you sure. did, your list is too short. Your yeah. list is too short if you check them all off in a single day. So find a place, so find a rhythm that you can say to yourself and you can go home and say, I accomplished a lot today and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Nice. And I'm happy you mentioned culture and not wanting to have to micromanage. And a lot of uh, the culture practice with a lot of companies, a lot of organizations is to micromanage to the to the point of, keeping people too boxed in. And so people don't feel very tapped into, people feel kind of stagnant where they are. So how would you go about, let's say you you hired someone who was from that kind of environment who didn't know how to accept the idea that they have bigger parameters than they used to. How would you help break somebody out of that sensation, out of that expectation? Yeah, and, and I learned this back at the law firm, people bring baggage. You know yeah. what I mean? We as people all have baggage. Like there's a lot of places mm-hmm. I should not work, right? Like yeah. there's certain companies that like if I ever had to apply to, I would say, look, I'll just be honest with you. You shouldn't hire me because I'm not <laughs> going to fit well culturally with what you guys are doing. Right. But for the person that is willing to learn, right, you got to be coachable. You got to mm-hmm. be willing to change and you've got to be willing to adapt. It's hard to find that out in an interview. I've not found that perfect formula. Ask this question during the interview and you will get the truth, right? Right. Like I've not figured that out. Who is gonna not put their best foot forward in an interview? Now you'd be surprised, there are a lot of people who think their best foot is forward and it is not at all, but there Mm. are people who will who will do real good in an interview, but until they're in that chair day in and day out doing that work, you just don't know. So there's risk, and that's part of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. Gotcha, nice. So I do wanna backtrack a little bit, and I do apologize for this being a little kind of not chronological, but going back to your, your podcast, Today's Real Talk, what are some of the best moments you had in regards to, because you provide a lot of insight, you provide a lot of education, you provide a lot of 
um, opportunities for people who are not versed in that sphere to get some real quintessential information. What is some of the best advice that you've given that's been kind of like rewarded to you? Like someone's come back and told you, I so appreciate this episode, this tip you gave, because it saved me from a bad deal. It saved me from a bad choice in selling my home or something to something like that. Yeah, there's two folds to that. One is it depends on the segment. So like we do a Q&A session on the segment where we allow callers to call in. We allow them to ask any kind of like real estate related questions, whether it be legal, whether it be broker, whether it be market specific. So that requires just a level of knowledge. Like how how well are you perfecting your craft is mm -hmm. what that that is, is how much time do you spend in practice? Uh, again, Bill, one of my best friends who, who's the producer here, he played uh, major league lacrosse for a while and he's always told me we grew up playing lacrosse together here in the Lake Norman area and he always says you know how we practice is how we're going to play so how do you practice your craft how much time do you spend investing in yourself and your knowledge base because if you really know the answer it's easy to articulate yeah to some degree now, some things are technical, and how do you break it down for the simple consumer as compared to the other, you know, co-peer expert, right? Those are two different mantras as well. Learning how to communicate is very important. But second to that, again, I go back to listening. Because as an interviewer, and you've doing, you're, you're interviewing me right now, and you're getting me to talk by asking open-ended questions. So I don't see myself as having to be the expert. My job is really on the back end of today's Real Talk and convincing these people who are smarter than me mm -hmm. to be willing to sit down at a table and have a conversation. Because if I just let them talk and them answer the questions, they're the experts. Yeah. The knowledge base we really have is distribution. We, we'll put the information out to everybody in front of as many people's eyes as we can. Let the guest be the expert. That's ultimately what it's about. You're the facilitator of the conversation. Right. That goes back to rule number two, right? Don't let, don't get too big for your britches. Don't believe the good or the bad people say about you. You need some hump. That's what you need to get. I you need, do. You need to get you some I of this do. right here, Babs. This is what you need. So for those who want to hop on and enjoy um, the Today's Real Talk podcast that you have, where can they find that? What, is, what are the platforms that they can find those on? How can they support you as well? Yeah, so WSICnews.com is what we've, we, like I said, we're, we've brought today's Real Talk under the umbrella of WSIC. So that airs live now um, Mondays at 3 o'clock. And people can join in on the conversation. If they're local in the community and they want to engage, they certainly can. And digital, again, also lets them engage anywhere they want. We live stream directly through our website. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. Working on Instagram Live. It's The, the studio live thing isn't like really out yet. We found some workaround tools, but it, it doesn't work very very well and it's not like super reliable yeah i think we've gotten one episode of today's real talk on instagram live thus far okay nice very nice and then from here what are any if if any upcoming opportunities for the community to engage with wsic are there any events coming up any other ways for them to help you re-engage with them what's coming up for you guys that's a fantastic question there, Babs. Uh, the WSIC events calendar, uh, if you go to WSICnews.com and just click on events, we allow the entire community to submit the events that they got going on for free. 
Because we oh, were nice. like, wait a second, we have to provide a way for these other smaller entities, these new startups, nonprofits, even big businesses, to submit their events so we can tell the entire community about it. So we're making a big push on our WSIC events community calendar right now. And it's just free. Hop on there, submit your event. We'll just review, make sure you're not spouting off nonsense, and we'll approve it. And it goes right up on the calendar, and everybody can see it. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's pretty much all of our time today. Thank you so much for hopping on with me this episode. Cannot wait to get this out for everyone to enjoy. You've been an awesome guest, and I really, again, enjoy, appreciate you reaching out to me and asking to to be on the show. It's a great opportunity to talk with you guys today. Appreciate the time, Babs. Appreciate you. Best of luck on your show, man. Love it. Thanks to you, man. Have a good day.